Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Today we're looking at Adult ADHD and Anxiety with author James Ochoa. He wrote Focused Forward, Navigating the Storms of Adult ADHD. So I hope you'll stay tuned. Welcome, James. Hi, Gina. It's great to, great to hear you again and great to uh, contact. Um, yeah, always good to chat with absolutely. you. Absolutely. I'm, I'm so happy to be on the show. Well, I'm so happy that you wrote this book. Absolutely. Well, I am too. It's it's uh, one of my life's passions, one of my many life's passions, one of my many shiny objects, as I might say. Yeah, that sounds like a little bit of ADHD, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. Takes one. It definitely takes one to know one. And when I know myself, <laughs> I have it. So yeah. uh, I do. Uh, I, the book is written from a lot of authenticity and a lot of life experience. Excellent. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background then on uh, how you got going to go so deeply into this? Well, uh, Gina, you know, the, the book Focus Forward, you know, nav- Navigating the Storms of Adult ADHD, uh, it's intriguing to me because the, uh, the title of the book really does uh, do justice to what's in the book. And I really want my clients to be able to focus their lives forward. Uh, but there's very little written of it spe- very specifically about the emotional and mental stress of ADHD. And mm-hmm. I like to talk about that as storms that we go through uh, because it's always it's good to have that metaphor because storms come and go. They don't always stay around and learning to navigate your life with them is very different than learning to just manage ADHD. There's, there's lots out there about managing ADHD that's really, really good. This is about navigating your life with it successfully, but really navigating the emotional and mental uh, distress that spins off of the condition. And James, one of the things I love about the word storms is that storms come and go. Mm-hmm. Okay? Absolutely. Can we use that? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I often talk to my clients about using the mountain metaphor, right? And the clouds come and the clouds go and the storms come mm-hmm. and the storms go. And so having ADHD, you can have storms that come along, but you can also uh, navigate them while they're there and then they pass. Is this right? Absolutely. They pass. And you know, what happens for so many of us with the diagnosis of ADHD, Gina, is that the, cr- the chronic nature of the storms that come into our lives uh, is really what throws us out of center. And so when that storm shows up again, so many of us believe that either uh, it won't go away or I don't know how to manage it this time. Uh, and we really get thrown out of center time and time again. Uh, and being thrown out of center consistently like that really does set up something I'm calling, Gina, the emotional distress syndrome of ADHD, mm-hmm. which is really the mental and emotional stress that spins off of the diagnoses uh, over a person's life. And if, if you don't know how to handle that mental and emotional stress, then as I talk about in the book, there is 
your self-esteem and your self-identity just really get hammered time and time again. Um, but I, I really have some practical tools in this book to really get people back on center uh, to be able to sustain those pillars, as I talk about them, of esteem and identity, and really some fun ways to go about doing that. Yeah, you have some great, great information in there and uh, pillars. And I, one of the things I'm hoping that you'll talk to us about today is the role of the imagination mm-hmm. in healing. Um, and I want to be clear here with everyone that although James is talking about his book was about adult ADHD, I found the material in your book extremely helpful for anybody who is under any kind of stress. These are, uh, I understand it's probably maybe tenfold for somebody with adult ADHD, but all of this work, and especially this imagination mm-hmm. work, can be used for anyone who is under stress, anxiety, panic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so this is one of the uh, really fun things about the book to me is that, you know, mental and emotional stress, Gina, comes from so many different arenas of our life. And uh, the really great work you're doing around uh, helping people manage anxiety and post-traumatic stress and that high degree of reactivity that doesn't go away, so many of the concepts in my book and understanding how to navigate, in this case, mental and emotional stress in general, is so critically important. Um, And uh, I've had several people say, you know, I I could take all the ADHD you know, markers out of the book. And really, it's it's a great dynamic book about ha- how to handle mental and emotional stress just in general in today's life, for sure. Yes, that's very true. So I'm hoping that everyone is hearing this mm-hmm. because uh, this is really helpful for all of us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So talk to us about the imagination. I love this. Well, uh, this is one of the areas of the book that... Um, uh, in looking at the mental and emotional stress of the, of the diagnosis of ADHD in this case, you know, what I discovered over, I've been treating this for 27 years, Gina, so it's, and it's been about 99% of my work as a professional counselor. So I've really uh, I've been in the weeds with it, so to speak, for over two decades, well over two decades. And what I discovered was, okay, the mental and emotional stress isn't going away. We know it creates what I call an emotional distress syndrome for people uh, with this diagnosis. And that uh, in the most interesting of ways, the neuroscience of the mind, in this case regarding imagination, becomes one of the key factors and tools that show up in the book on how to uh, neutralize and manage the stress uh, over your lifetime. And to be honest with you, I think this is probably, it was probably the least expected area I thought it would come from, Uh, particularly, you know, when I started in the field, there was behavior modification, there was medication, I had to teach myself neurological science to teach my clients, we had to come up with personal strategies to manage the condition, but it was like, okay, if I have this mental and emotional stress, it's not going to go away. I began to conceptualize the idea of using your imagination and in particular building internal worlds in your imagination to rely on for calming, for nurturing, for strength, for courage, for confidence. 
And what I discovered, Gina, and and I I feel like say you know neuroscience and the science of the mind finally caught up with me conceptually because uh, I started about 15 years ago, and we are really finding that the dynamics of imagination and using it to calm and connect with yourself are just fabulous to play with, just so adventurous. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 face moisturizer and OS1 eye cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Yeah, and everybody can do it. Absolutely. And it's, just, you know, we all have imagination in childhood. And the imagination in our childhood is very simplistic. Uh, you know, we talk to our stuffed animals. We have imaginary friends. We play cops and robbers or we run around making noises or we fall into books that we're reading. And so our imagination is just so much an, uh, an easy part of us growing up. And I like to think of it, Gina, as, you know, I don't think we've learned to mature our, uh, our abilities to imagine and use our imaginations powerfully uh, in our adult lives. And that's a lot of what I believe I write about in the book is the ability to mature your imagination uh, for a concept I would call therapeutic daydreaming. Oh, I love that. Which is uh, you, you daydream for the therapeutic reasons of your mental and emotional health. Um, and I think one of the fun parts of this is that folks with attention issues or folks under stress in any way many times revert to daydreaming or their imagination to get away from things that are stressful. Right. And I'm saying, okay, Let's use that powerhouse of a resource to build these internal worlds and dynamics in these worlds so that I can really rely on them uh, for an internal sense of strength and confidence. And it works beautifully. works just wonderfully. Absolutely. Ab the same mind that can talk us into an anxious state yes. can take us to a peaceful place. I've been <laughs> saying this for years. Right. The same mind that makes us sick and feeling like we have no power yes. can can take us the complete other way. We have to take the reins, though. Absolutely. We have to take right. the reins. And taking the reins is understanding that, you know, through the ideas of the imagination, 
you can really calm yourself down. You can, um, I talk about an emotional safe space and a mental support group where you can see people in your mind's eye who really support you and want you to do your best in your, in your life and an emotional safe space or an, you can create an environment where you really learn to calm down. Um, and the fun part about both of these environments is that through imagination, Gina, you can expand them. You can develop yeah. them. And I will tell you, I, I talk about this in my book of, of great moments in my imaginary history where I describe some of my imaginary worlds that I've created over really the last 30 years, Gina, I've been doing. Beautiful. And it's just I cannot describe the, the richness that it brings to my life. And it really balances the stress factors of ADHD, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, everyday stress. It gives us something internal to rely on that no one can take away from us. You are so right. I And I'm very excited to see that come out Absolutely. in your book. Mm -hmm. You know, because people are really going to start picking up on this instead of us just chattering away about it. Absolutely. They're going to get it. Yeah, they are. And this is a small book, and it's but it's packed. You have your pillars. You have, uh, what are the other things that I, oh, the tools. Yep. You have tools and pillars. And so there's so much in here. I'm wondering if we can stick with imagination today sure. and see if you could take us through a short journey. Are you up for that? I would love to. I'd be happy to. It'd be, uh, be, be my pleasure. Great. I'm ready for it. Okay. So a lot of what I talk about in imagination is simply this, that uh, the, you know, the first rule of imagination uh, is there are no rules. And Walt Disney said that in 1934. Mm. And so because there's no rules, we get to make up the rules. And you want to think about your imagination as a video editing tool. Okay. Uh, and so if people will take a moment just to get into a comfortable position or just to uh, even relax or take a few deep breaths and they can close their eyes if they're not, if they're not listening to this while they're driving or doing something. Uh, but they can just relax and close their eyes and begin to imagine just a space uh, that they feel very comfortable and relaxed to be in. This could be a beach. It could be a hammock. It could be the top of a mountain. It could be, you know, the most comfortable chair or tree house that they'd like to be in. But just to imagine yourself in a very comfortable spot. Uh, for me, I'll place myself. Uh, I have a 100-foot waterfall. And, mm -hmm. and in behind my 100-foot waterfall, Gina... I have this real nice little cubby that I can sit behind it and watch the water rushing in front of me. And I can sit very quietly behind it in a meditative state. And I love the sound of rushing water. So I encourage people to take something in their imagination that they feel very comfortable and very nurtured in and to feel themselves there. Uh, some people will like to use something physically soft or something that they can hold on to that helps to remind them of that. And the, the kinesthetics, you know, of physically holding something while you're doing this really can help to root in and feel that experience at a deeper level. So taking that space that you're in, nurturing, and you feel comfortable in, you then, I would ask people to think about something that would be fantastic 
or magical. And I like to say, like in my safe space, I love to hear music playing. Uh, but I don't want any effort to go and put on the CD or the, the audio players or turn on my phone. So in my safe place, uh, you know, I have these beautiful speakers that are just kind of floating right next to me that play whatever music I want them to play. And all I have to do is think about it. And when I imagine something that is fantastical, as I call it, or magical, what that's doing is it's strengthening my neurological connection in my own mind to calm myself, but to know that I have some control and some management and some direction of how I can uh, calm myself and feel nurtured about who I am. So I encourage people to take this idea of a nurturing space that they've created, put something fantastic or magical with it that they feel like they can create out of nothing at all. And you can begin to expand that over times and years, Gina, uh, as I have done. And it's really a rich world that I live in with myself on a daily basis. Oh, my goodness, that's beautiful. How long do you take when you maybe go on a little journey? Um, I can go on a journey as quickly as 30 seconds to a minute, mm -hmm. and I can mm -hmm. set a timer and close my eyes. An interesting concept, Gina, that I want people to understand about imagination that I believe is what's called neurological strength amongst the networks that are connecting together to create this idea of a safe space is that if you, as you and I are talking right now, I can actually refer to my safe space in my own mind's eye yes. and describe it to you in minute detail. I could talk to you about the drop of sap coming off my 100-foot-tall pine tree and the gorgeous sun that is beaming through it right now. Mm -hmm. My ability to have a professional conversation and podcast with someone as dynamic as you and talk about my safe space at the same time is a duality of strength, Gina, that I believe really gives me a sense of neurological underpinning and connection to myself. So you could do it for a minute. You could do it for five minutes. I've been known to get in my 75-gallon jacuzzi tub and do it for 30 to 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the way. I have lots of fun with it, obviously. That's the way. That's and we could do it when we're washing the dishes, right? Yeah. I mean, just go there. Yes, because all you're doing is you're slowing down your actions. Yeah. You're focusing on the, if you're washing dishes, right, the feeling state of the water over your hands mm -hmm. um, and how warm that feels. But it's, I think the act of slowing down our actions is so good for the mind and so mm -hmm. good for our neurology because uh, we're so speeded up and so overstressed in this world, as you well know, as, an, yeah. as a coach that you are. Yeah, yeah, slowing down is um, probably one of the top key things that we need to do, and it's probably the one people try to sideswipe the best. Like, they just don't want to go there. Yeah. Yes. It's too much to do. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and the interesting space is that when you slow down, you actually create more time. Absolutely. I just did a podcast not long ago about 
time. That's yeah, right. That's really and right. you're at, you're right on. Like we're yes, you have to slow it down, and you actually get more done. You do. It's less stressful. Life just falls into place mm-hmm. much more easily. It does. Beyond our imagination, then, before our time will be running out before too long, I was hoping that you had something from the rest of the book, something really juicy that they could, my listeners could sink their teeth into and maybe go out and implement. I want them to also use the imagination piece, but one more tip for them. Well, I really think, Gina, uh, the piece that I really drive home with my clients with ADHD is that to really begin to understand themselves personally in a way that makes sense only to them. And I talk mm-hmm. about this many times as personalized strategies for success. And okay. many times what that might look like is, you know, where do I naturally uh, put my car keys at times so that I'll mm-hmm. always remember them? Uh, we had one client who put them on the middle of her stove in a cup because she always ate breakfast every morning. So she Mm -hmm. would never lose her car keys. And so people thought, how odd that she would put them in the middle of her stove. And I thought, how creative (laughs) that she would put them in the middle of her stove. So Mm -hmm. I think the ideas of personalizing strategies by looking at the things that are most important to you in your life and really asking yourself, what is a personal way that I can go about remembering to uh, gather my things for the morning? Uh, mm-hmm. People will put baskets next to their door. People mm-hmm. will, you know, put just a singular little colored dot uh, on the dash of their car. And all it means for some of my clients is like to go to their emotional safe place and just think about it often and to relax. Mm-hmm. So personalizing strategies rather than relying on strategies that others externally may tell you are the best for you, you mm. really want to be what I call the proof is in the pudding to me, that you go and work on these strategies, and I'm always looking for things to be at least 70% successful to even think it's a good strategy. It's got to be 7 out of 10 times that it works. So we want to move it up to like 8 or 9 out of 10 times that's mm-hmm. effective. But I think personalizing strategies is important for folks with attention issues because we all have very unique ways that make sense to us that work for us most effectively. Yeah, and then when they personalize it, it works for them, and that's all that matters. And that reduces the stress, right? Because some of the difficulty in healing comes from trying to do things, quote, right. Right. And then no, and they don't work for you because you're, or so you know we're all different, right? Or right? someone gave me fifty strategies that I was supposed to implement. I don't like any of them, right? Or it makes you nervous to look at that long list, right? right? Like, yeah. You know, between my, I have an executive assistant at my office, Kim. She's mentioned in the book. She's been with me for seventeen years, just near and dear to me, and. I have these uh, pads that I've given away for years, these writing pads called mental notes. And interestingly enough, she and I communicate with each other all the time, but when she wants me not to forget something, or I don't want to forget something, we have this big paper clip, and she writes a big note on that and sticks it on there, and I don't take it off of there until it's complete. That's personal, and we had this for 17 years, okay? (laughs) Right. Uh, And that's how I know it's successful. So 
I really encourage clients to think about the personal nature of strategies, the personal nature that's going to connect you to yourself. It's the imagination of a safe space that's going to connect you to yourself. And all of this becomes a neutralizing, uh, counteracting effect to the stress coming at you that just is incessant with this diagnosis of ADHD and certainly with lots of other stress-related issues uh, that you coach your clients about. Thank you, James. Now, that's for everybody. You know, use your imagination, find your safe place. Mm -hmm. And again, you'll be using that personal part in there also. Going to make that just for you. No one even needs to know about it. I love it. You know, and then make your healing yours. Make the changes that work for you. If you're working with a coach or a therapist uh, and something's not working for you, talk about it with them. Get personal with it and, and let it unfold so that it's right for you. Absolutely. James, this has been delightful once again. I'm I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind sometime in the future coming back because there's lots to talk about. I would love to. I'd love to talk, uh, you know, about how it affects families, how it affects children, how it affects parenting, careers, yeah. uh, all of those spaces. And, you know, folks can certainly, uh, the, I'm sure the information will be there, can go to my website at jamesochoa.com. And, yeah, uh, it'll be in the show notes. Which will be great. I really look forward to having this podcast as part of my uh, media release as well and getting getting information out about everything that you're doing as well, Gina. Thank you. And remember, everybody, if you want that book for free, you can yeah. you can go to um, Audible. Go through anxietycoachespodcast.com yeah, slash Audible Trial. Why yeah. not grab James? book today remember i personally read that book in a professional studio and my youngest son did the quote so it was a great father-son uh uh, project we had such and i love that piece of it i love how personal that is and i love when the authors i'm very hooked on audiobooks myself and i love when the authors read them so i appreciate i know how much work those that is is. so uh, So, very good so worth it well thank you again Well, thank you for having me on, Gina. I really appreciate it, and I'd love to do one in the future. And uh, good luck with all your clients. And please, um, I really hope, yeah, go out and get the book because it's been been a real-life changer for lots of folks. And now for today's quote. This is from Steve Chandler. He says, Worry is a misuse of the imagination. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then... Be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com.